0: you guys doing today welcome to this edition of motorcycle madhouse biker news we're going to be talking about the hell's angels as well as the second amendment fight going on in virginia we told you that we will keep on this story and we are gonna do just that first off don't forget to go check out our new motorcycle magazine over at hooliganbiker.com
1: What's going on in the Virginia Second Amendment sanctuary counties? Uh, at this point, right now, 90 counties have stood up.
0: Out of the daily news out of New York City, as everyone knows, the Hells Angels moved from the Third Street Clubhouse down to the Bronx and the neighborhood wasn't quite friendly with it. And this don't add uh, some good luck to them right now in that neighborhood. Uh, Shots were fired at the Hells Angels' new Bronx headquarters sparking community fears. This one by Shant Sherrigan and Thomas Tracy. This happened January 3rd of 2020. And there's their new uh, Bronx uh, clubhouse. Boy, uh, yeah, that money they got from 3rd Street really got them a good one. Nice-looking place right there. But anyway, several shots were fired at the Hells Angels' New Bronx headquarters, sparking concerns that the notorious biker gang has brought violence and chaos to a once-quiet neighborhood. Police said the clubhouse was damaged in a hail of bullets at the long street avenue building in thrug's neck about 10:30 p.m. thursday no one was injured if you guys are out in new york city let me know who's out in the bronx and that might lead you to the problems happening right now either that or some of the street guys ain't too happy they moved into their area quote everyone's first uh fears have materialized bronx community board 10 district manager matt cruz said for this to happen after the holiday and children are not back in school it's now a serious concern for this community the community is upset and scared cruz said we are on hiding alert for this and we're hoping the nypd can get to the bottom of this as quickly as possible And we're sure they will. Over 14 shots were fired, according to a post on the Facebook group. Friends of Community Board Number 10 responded. Officers found shell casings in front of the building. No arrests were made at this time. Uh, Again, this could become a serious issue, especially if... uh, The 81 bought that clubhouse. Hopefully, they got all their zoning stuff in order because that's the first thing that these uh, people are going to do is go after zoning. An attorney for the clubhouse declined to comment. The Hells Angels bought the fence off two-story brick building yeah they bought it near Wiseman avenue in early december the building sits on a quiet tree-lined street of middle-class homes and we were gonna go show a story where we actually got a video of it so we'll put that maybe at the ending of the segment or we'll put it out at another time but it was talking actually had one of the neighbors on that were pretty upset that the club moved in even though, you know, statistics say if a motorcycle club moves into the neighborhood, it's a lot safer. But they're going to have to find out. Neighbors had complained earlier this month about a noisy gathering at the Bronx headquarters, one of many clashes that have plagued the Angels in recent years. Uh in and then it goes on and talks about in December twenty eighteen a food delivery worker who parked his vehicle in front of a roll of bikes at Hell's Angels former headquarters on East Third Street. I love how they say headquarters. You know, they're wacky, man. They're freaking wacky. <laughs> anyway, uh, he was punched in the face also at the former East Village headquarters. He was, a biker was charged after shooting a man in the stomach for moving a cone holding a parking spot. The biker's gang sold the East 3rd Street site to a developer in June and moved their base to the Bronx. Again, these are reporters and you know, sometimes they just don't freaking get it. Uh, So many other stuff going on in New York. It looks like a reported uh, Gambino crime family boss shot dead outside of Staten Island home. I think that's an old one. It has to be an old one, but you know how these people are. And then it says, get real on Iran. We have to understand how we got there to argue over what should. As everybody knows, the whole internet's ablaze, especially Twitter. I call it the leftist Twitter feed. Uh, they're upset that we took out uh, one of their top generals in Iran, even though a couple days before our embassy was attacked, so I guess we're just supposed to send them all, you know, crates full of cash. Anyway, let's get into the big story right here, and that is the gun control standoff, and it's heating up in Virginia as sanctuaries grow, big vote is looming, big one looming right now, Uh, the battle over gun control in Virginia with national implications is heating up as the legislator prepares to vote on sweeping new restrictions and localities band together to defy them in growing numbers. You would think that this legislator would get it through their thick heads that nobody wants this. See, what's going to happen is they're going to hold all of these, uh, you know, they'll hold the legislator, they'll hold the governor, shit and come next time, they're going to all be voted off out of this one. You, I guarantee you. Uh, Virginia Virginia's been uh, trending more blue because of the northeast corner where everybody lives in Washington, but I really do think that this ain't a good thing out there. Uh, They turned out to debate the measure and other issues at a public Uh, budget hearing on Thursday, less than a week before the General Assembly's first legislative session of 2020, both the Virginia Citizens Defense League, which they have been organizing a lot for these Second Amendment sanctuaries, and gun owners of America specifically warned about Democratic uh, Governor Ralph Northam's related budget proposal, which directs $250,000 for the Department of Corrections to incarcerate people as a result of the new restrictions. Another measure included over 4 million and 18 authorized positions part of an apparent team that Second Amendment groups warned could be used to enforce an assault weapons ban. The new General Assembly is expected to vote on two bills, in particular SB 18 and 16, which would ban assault rifles, raise the minimum age of purchase to 21, and require background checks for any firearms. Now, before we go on, uh, back for any uh, firearms transfer, my fault, let's hear what's going on in Virginia right now from the people that are actually there living it. Guys,
1: many of you know that King George, I mean Governor Northam of Virginia, along with Parliament and the House of Commons, I mean the democratically controlled House and Senate that are coming up in January 2020 are getting ready to pass some legislation uh, that's some of the strongest gun control measures in the country. This is uh, something that actually could entail confiscation of sporting-style type rifles. They're actually calling for British regular troops, I mean, even possibly the National Guard and definitely state police, uh, to go to Concord, I mean, to go to individual homes and confiscate firearms that are legally owned. By Virginia citizens. Now Paul Revere, I mean the Virginia Citizens Defense League has recently put out a lot of information about what's coming up. And it is a great source, the VCDL.org. Uh, they're really giving a lot of information about a lot of the upcoming bills and they're spearheading what's going on in the Virginia Second Amendment sanctuary counties. I went and I obtained my license to carry and and exercised my second Amendment right because I got got robbed twice in Philadelphia. And I live in South Philadelphia. Anyone who knows about Philadelphia, that is not a good area. Um, It's a city. And as as a mother, that's my right to protect me and my children. What's going on in the Virginia Second Amendment sanctuary counties? Uh, At this point right now, 90 counties have stood up and not 13 colonies. And guys, I know that this seems a little bit silly in a way, but I'm telling you, the parallels are just too strong to ignore. Guys, self-defense is a basic human right, and we need to be able to defend ourselves against enemies foreign and domestic. One of the things that the colonies faced were threats from the French, the Native American population, and also the Spanish. And guys, those faces have changed, but the threats are not Any less. We're talking about very organized gangs, drug cartels, drug users that break into people's homes to steal. I mean we have a drug epidemic, an opiate epidemic that's consumed our country. Uh, We have just people that are just mean and angry that are out there. Illegal immigration and a lot of the things that they're bringing here, human trafficking, there's a lot of different things where these organized groups are coming together and they threaten law-abiding citizens. We have seen it over and over in the news where many homes have been invaded with multiple armed attackers and many times the only way to stop those attacks was from an AR-15 or an AK-47 because it actually gave them more rounds. And so we are seeing guys an attack on our basic human rights for self-defense. Now, to give a little bit of a summary, obviously, you know, the House and the Senate of the state of Virginia has recently become controlled by the Democrats. Governor Northam has been a very strong critic uh, against the Second Amendment, even though he says he supports it, but the full extent of the Second Amendment for a long time. We citizens do have a right to protect ourselves. I was born and raised in Washington, D.C. and it's pretty bad and you have no way of protecting can't definitely wait on the police to come and... Seconds count. So I would like to have an option of protecting myself. <laughs> I believe in the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms. <laughs>
0: So you can see how serious it is really getting down there. They actually had a town hall meeting. You had uh, moms against guns or whatever it was. And then you had the rest were uh, pro-Second Amendment people. And this is something that don't only pertain, because I know we're doing uh, getting into uh, some political stuff here. But this has to do with bikers as well, because a lot of us, I got a CCW carry. And there's a case down in Texas where a guy was wearing He got pulled over, had all his licensings intact, next thing you know he's being charged because he was a gang member, blah blah blah, and he had a gun on him, (laughs) it was legal. But a lot of this is them pushing this country in a way that you won't recognize in the next decade or so if you don't step up and make sure that your rights are handled. Another thing I always say is a lot of these people in these cities, especially those on the left that don't understand, is it is cities like Chicago, New York, L.A., blah, blah, blah. You cannot dictate to people in rural areas because it's a whole different culture in the rural areas. I can tell you for a fact, when I moved out to Northern Illinois from Chicago, it was culture shock for me. You know, good old boys and trucks and, you know... Yeah, yee-haw kind of stuff, man. It was totally different. But people do have the right to protect themselves. And this is the reason why this is going to be more than Virginia. I truly believe it's uh, going to be starting all over the country. And one thing that I don't understand is how these leftists don't get it. The capital of Richmond was... <laughs> the capital no my fault richmond was the ca- Capital of uh, the Confederacy, and to try to pull that down there. And if they don't recognize all these counties becoming uh, sanctuaries, something is wrong with them. Seriously, wrong with them. But as us, our citizens, and we got to start standing up, is what I can tell you. Anyway, I want to give a real big shout out to all those that donated to this show. We were just able to pick up a cinematic uh, video camera, real expensive. And it will be put to use on our uh, new motorcycle magazine platform. And here on YouTube, we're going to be doing a lot of documentaries, uh, a lot of uh, featured uh, type of filming that you. You see, besides uh, the biker news segment here, a lot of good stuff coming. And it's all because we've been saving up the donations to get all the equipment needed. And we finally got that. Now we're going to go out to our dealerships, check them out, do motorcycle reviews. A lot more, again, than than just biker news. We want to really get out there, expose the lifestyle as a whole. Now, a lot of people have been asking, well, why don't you uh, you know, get in the motorcycle club education? You know what? There's already a lot of people out there doing it. Me, I'm more interested in covering everything that the biker lifestyle has to uh, give us. You know, there's so much more than just clubs. Yeah, you'll hear a lot about the clubs in the biker news, But, you know, maybe not good, but they're in the news. That's what we cover is the news. We uh, got our press passes ready for the Rosemont or Chicago show, as they call for progressive insurance. We'll be covering that and a whole bunch of rallies this year. Whole bunch of rallies. So be on the lookout for that. Harley biker news you're looking at uh, harley liberty.com uh then uh hooliganbiker.com for our motorcycle magazine uh the motorcycle magazine has nothing but editorials uh bike builds uh tips the whole nine yards man we're going 100 percent full out so don't forget to subscribe share the videos and stuff because we have been throttled down by youtube a lot so that basically means they don't show our videos as much so it's up to us to get out there get the word uh, we got a lot of subscribers over here appreciate all the support uh, facebook i think we just uh sixty thousand followers so that's great we're starting to work on our social media more than we uh have been in the last year or two so we're going to really concentrate on that in the year to come with that i hope you guys have a good uh, day and i'll see you on uh, the next segment